Hey everyone, and welcome to another Yogi Misfit Sessions. This is episode 28. On today's show, I have my buddy Mike Lewis on the show. Um, he is the founder of a community called When to Jump. And it's basically, I mean, he talks a lot about it and, and he can explain it better than I can, but it's a group, of, a group of people that come together and, you know, they start supporting each other in the sense that they're doing something that they don't want to do for a living or part of their life. And they take the jump and make the leap to something else. Uh, this book and the story is so just near and dear to me just because I just did that a few years ago. I left bartending to become a yoga teacher and now I've got a yoga podcast and things like that. So that's weird. Um, anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. And of course, if you love the show, please leave a review. It helps us out. So Mike, welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going great. Thanks so much for having me. I'm pumped to be here. Yeah, super stoked to have you. How's, uh, how's your day going? It's good. Uh, it's good. Busy, but uh, you know, no complaints. I guess it's it's uh, better busy than bored, as they say. Yeah. I was waiting to hear all the craziness because I know you got a lot going on right now. I do. Yeah. Well, it's fun. I think it's a it's a fun time and learning a lot right now. A lot of firsts for me, and and just trying to keep it all together and do the best I can each day. So making it through another one. So for those that are just tuning in, Mike is the founder of When to Jump, and it's an awesome project. I mean, actually, I should let you talk about it because you're the founder of it. <laughs> so no, Mike, actually, I, I <laughs> talk about I When to Jump. You talk about it. No, no. Uh, yeah, so When to Jump is a is a curated community that helps enable professional and personal jumps of all types for people of, of all kinds. And so we've got a media platform that's digital media, uh, podcasts, and then of course a book that Danny's in coming out in just a couple months. We have in-person festivals and we, we collaborate with, with leading brands and lifestyle organizations all around uh, doing what you love and, and going for it. And just like your story, Danny, you know, taking a chance and facing fear to to do what you love. Um, and so it came from a very personal perspective for me and, and a decision I was going through you know, a few years back. And it's been neat to see the community form and, and kind of rally around that. So how did it all start for you? It's pretty funny. I was actually never intending to go into to starting something like this. I was sitting in my office a few years ago and had a crazy idea that wouldn't go away. I grew up 10 years prior in Southern California and discovered a European sport that's somewhat rare in the United States called squash, which is a racket sport, kind of like tennis, a close cousin, I guess, uh, played indoors. And there's only a couple you know, courts within probably a hundred miles of where I lived. But at the time it just felt like what a, a cool opportunity to pick up something that was new and different and see where it would take me. Sure. And so it, for me, I remember sitting at my, my, I think it was my kitchen table and we had a professional player because believe it or not, there's a professional squash tour that goes around the world. And he had uh, stopped in Santa Barbara where I was living and I convinced my parents to let him let us host him because in the squash world, believe it or not, you don't make a ton of money playing these tournaments. So they put you up with a, a family when they can. And 
sitting across from this gentleman, this young, you know, he's a, just, I mean, he was a teenager, 19 years old. And he was telling me about traveling the world, playing the sport that we both loved. I knew I wanted to do it. And 10 years later, I was in my office in Boston and I realized that that just wasn't going to be something that someone would give me permission to go do. Right. I needed to decide I'm going to go, you know, take a chance and play professional squash. And as many of us know, whether it's uh, a job or uh, a relationship or, or, or education or whatever you may be in life, there's kind of a staircase and there's a progression of things you're supposed to do. And for me, I, I just graduated a few years earlier. I had a job that looked good on paper and I felt a lot of stress to decide when to go, maybe leave it and even who to talk to. And so when to jump really came out of my decision to kind of put everything on hold and say, I'm going to I'm going to reach out to people like you, Danny, and, and others who had left something comfortable, whether they're being an electrician or a teacher or a lawyer or an accountant, and and took a chance to become a yoga instructor or to make a paint shop or form a band. And I just started collecting these stories, and I told my friend next door in the office that this should be a book but really a community. And I called it When to Jump because that just seemed obvious. It, that's a great question to ask ourselves of, you know, when do you jump? And uh, about a year and a half later, after collecting the stories, I, I was encouraged to go to go do it and jump myself. And I moved to New Zealand. And, and a few months after that, the project really started going. Uh, sadly, because my buddy who um, was with me the night I had the idea for when to jump, he had always been asking me, "When's it coming out? When's that book gonna get made? You got to go forward on it." And I'd always be like, "Yeah, yeah, it's coming. You know, whatever." And it, nothing was ever really happening with it. And um, tragically, he passed away in an accident. Uh, when I was a couple months into my trip in the South Pacific and yeah, at that point I said, okay, I'm going to just finish this project. And, and that's when it was born. That was several years ago now. And so all this momentum has now brought you into where you're at now. I mean, I distinctly remember the day we sat down and kind of chatted and I was like, this is really cool. I like, I mean, I like this and I was going through something like that as well, you know? So I had to like, I was, I was really, I was really interested in what you were doing and how, I mean, it really made me think about how many people want to do that. They want to leave the thing that they hate doing to do, go, go do the thing that they love to do. Yeah. Oh, I totally remember that. We sat outside at a cafe La Vie and, uh, we were chatting and, uh, I just felt like you are such an embodiment of, of, of what we, you know, strive for in our community and what we encourage people to go do. And, I mean, for folks, we can get into the book in a minute, but like who who will get to read your story, that's exactly what it's about. I think you have a very honest, authentic um, perspective on what it means to jump and very much true to the core of our mission. You don't sugarcoat it and uh, neither does kind of any of the other people in our community. And that's what it's about is, you know, there's enough stuff on Instagram and Facebook news feeds to tell us what, you know, a dream looks like, but what does it actually feel like when you're going for it? And I think that's what, you know, your story reflects and and hopefully all the others in the book. Yeah, no, I think, you know, the other thing is too, like, it's nice to know that you're not the only one going through it, you know, and to have that support in the community around you is super important. Totally. I think that's exactly it is I, I remember Googling when to chase dreams and I couldn't find <laughs> other people like you or me or others that just could talk about it. And, I thought Google knows know, everything. <laughs> I know. I thought it did too. Uh, doesn't know everything. I mean, the stuff that was coming back was all, you know, it was, again, it was kind of the, the end result or, yeah. or the aspirational messaging. But what I wanted was, 
you know, was the real, the real deal, the real talk. And, you know, that was hard to find. And when, when you find it, like I did, you know, when I was cold calling people and getting their stories and writing them down, it was like, wow, you can do what you love and, and you can even live to tell about it. Oh, and by the way, it's actually something you don't regret. You know, it's all these like little things started to pop up that were like, why aren't more people talking about this? How many stories did you collect? Unofficially, I collected hundreds uh, through conversations and whatnot. I collected a, a, a portion of those by reaching out to folks um, on Skype and other things, uh, interviewing them, you know, by voice and then recording and, and getting transcribed their, their interview. And I started, I think I told you I had one story done when I left one official story done with this actually with the U S Senator from Maine, mm -hmm. who was a journalist before he into politics and had a bunch of other careers. And then when my friend passed away, I kind of went from one story to like really good, like, you know, clean stories. I probably had six or seven a year later when I came back to California and started to kind of figure out what to do with this project. And at that point, uh, you know, I probably again, talked to dozens and dozens of people, but had, a, had written down the transcription and edited the, the, the kind of clean version of stories with you know folks like Michael Lewis, the finance author, and uh, the first female bishop in the Anglican, Anglican Church who was a Whoa. PR executive. Wow. Yeah, she was PR before going to the church and the second baseman for the Cubs who left the Cubs to go to college. Like all these crazy jumps were, were kind of the first bunch that I zeroed in on. Yeah, yeah. So let's now, go ahead. Oh, yeah, go for it. I was going to say, let's talk more about the book. Okay. Yeah. So, so that was actually what I was going to say too, <laughs> because <laughs> that leads us to where this is, is all going. Right. Let's, <laughs> we both go quiet. <laughs> Which is the book. Yeah. The book. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So the, the, uh, the, the book period pause, I think your audience must be just waiting for the, you yeah, know, the, the next the, card. Actually, turn. let's just give them another like moment of silence. The, the wait even more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we're good. All right, we're good. <laughs> we, can, we can talk about the. We can talk about the. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. The, the the crazy thing about the book is like there is the first story that I captured was in April of 2013, and the oh, book okay. comes out January of 2018. Okay. So it's been truly a five year project, and it actually started before that in in January of 13. I, I had one conversation in general with a woman who's actually not in the book, but helped inspire me to kind of put forth these stories. And I sketched a cover page after our conversation and that cover page I still have. And was, you know, that'll be five years to the month, uh, to when the book comes out. And so today, you know, the book looks a little bit different. It's not just a bunch of stories. We have over 40, I believe 44 case studies from all different types of folks, uh, you are the only yoga instructor in the book. I will say that. Oh wow, cool! Um, but <laughs> yeah, actually, and the only ex bartender in the book too. Nice. Um, we do have a restaurant tour, but we've got you know what makes it unique is that it's it's a little bit of something for everyone. The the stories range from baby boomers to millennials, first generation immigrants, college dropouts, single parents, going into things that range you know the whole gamut from philanthropy to tech to entrepreneurship to small business to music and entertainment and the arts. And I think what's nice is that some of the jumps are big, but some of the jumps are small. Some of them are, you know, internal jumps, jumps you can make within your own uh, life and, and maybe on the side of your job and, and your career and not necessarily big, big jumps, but just, you know, a new hobby or doing something on the weekends. 
Um, and then what's neat is they, they asked me to write more of my story. So I've, you know, uh, I shouldn't say what is neat. Hopefully it's neat to people who read it. Uh, it's kind of me sharing the process of, of, of preparing to jump and it outlines the phases that I feel like make the jump, which, uh, which are kind of like the main framework of the book. So I, I separate the stories into four common phases and each phase will start with my own narrative as it relates to that phase and then 10 or 12 stories that relate to that phase and then uh, yeah. summaries and take. Yeah. And then, nice. and then the next phase starts. I love that. That's so smart. That's a great way to put it together. And we get to, so we get to discover you while we discover other stories as well. Yeah, exactly. Like you'll hear my bit and then you'll, you know, the next story after mine, I think in the beginning, the first story in the book is a karate school studio manager who left to become a writer and failed and then ultimately stuck with it and, and wrote Sleepless in Seattle. You know, so it's just a totally different story than mine. So, all right. So we got the book coming up and we, you know, obviously the project's starting to happen. Where do you see this going? What, what do you see as like the big picture for when to jump? Well, my vision is, is a really big one and maybe it's ambitious, but I feel like with these types of things, you want to think big, you know, we're not selling a product or a service. We're selling a way to think about your life and, right. and we're not even selling. We're just bringing people together around it. And so in my dream and my kind of vision, you know, when to jump has an, uh, an incredibly active, diverse global community that engages, you know, online through, you know, different rich media forms. It's uh, a directory for people to look up folks that want to jump in different places. So if you're in Chicago and you're on business and you're thinking about becoming a, uh, a musician, you can look up your when to jump network uh, directory and you can find jumpers who have left, you know, being a lawyer to become a musician Got and, it. and you can confide in that group. Um, we would have member festivals once a year. You know, we, I, I kind of glossed over this, but we had a major festival last year in the fall, this almost this time exactly last year where we had just incredible, uh, outpouring of support for a festival that combined a farmer's market, a music festival and, a speaker series all in one. And that grew nearly double to this year where we had it span the course of a weekend across the country. And we hope to keep growing in that way every year. And so in my vision, it's, it's a member directory, it's an active community. And then there's obviously in-person participation uh, opportunities where people can really come together and have good food and, and drink good drinks and, and meet great people all around, you know, this support and proof that you can do what you love. So someone comes up to you and says, Mike, I want to jump. What do you say? I would always say great, but, but think it through. Okay. And I say that because I think again, in our pop culture driven society where it's sexy to, you know, move to Bali and never come back and say like to hell with it. <laughs> Eat, pray, love. <laughs> and I know this audience probably loves going to Bali. So I'm not saying that's a bad thing. <laughs> um, I love Bali just as much as the next Yogi, but um, no, like I think, I think there's a discourse that's, you know, in culture today where it's like, you're unhappy. You know, I think there's a statistics like last year, you know, 51% of Americans were unsatisfied with their job. And that was the, like, you know, the lowest it's been in years. And so I think people are typically not very happy these days in what they do, sure. or at least the majority. But 
it's just too impulsive to be like, I'm going to just stop everything and quit because the dust will settle. And then you'll be like, well, what am I doing? And I think that doesn't set up for success. And so from my perspective, I think you really, um, you just, you, you want to think things through, not because you're, you'll second guess yourself and talk yourself out of jumping, but in fact, the opposite, if you do jump, you'll be like, Hey, I did everything I can, or that was in my power to ensure success. And that ultimately is the most important thing. And, and success is really just jumping. It's just being thoughtful about it. So I would say, wait, think it through and, and then proceed. What is the biggest thing that you've learned by going through this? I mean, not, not even just like the book writing process, right? And like collecting these stories, but like through this entire process of your jump, others jumps, your first event that you had, and now bringing it to this point, like what's the biggest, what's the biggest thing you've taken from this? Oh gosh, you're a great interviewer, Danny. Seriously, if the book thing doesn't work out, you got a you got a job in like broadcasting and journalism. Um, Thanks. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I I think that's I mean that's a really good question. I um, let me think. You know, as as cheesy as it sounds, and I think you probably would agree with this, but like if you have a passion and you think it can help others. I think if you, you know, if you build it, they will come. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that means overnight they will come, but I just remember, you know, coming back from playing pro squash and having like a little bit of money left and, you know, living out of my backpack and, and cooking eggs and just like being on my buddy's couch and, and still pushing so hard on these stories. Like even earlier when I was telling you, when I came back, I had six, seven stories. Like I was ruthlessly editing these stories that I had no idea what they would do. Like I didn't really know what purpose it served, but I knew they should be around. And, you know, one of the funny stories of that is it was around the holidays and I was at um, a foundation kind of uh, fundraising dinner for the holidays. And I wasn't even supposed to be there, but I stopped by and they had a keynote speaker there who I didn't even know was going to be there. And we ended up sitting next to each other and she asked me what I was up to. And I was like, I really want to start this community. I, I don't know exactly what the next step is, but here's what I'm up to. And, you know, it, it turned out that, you know, the, the lucky kind of, uh, I guess, community gods were on my side and media gods were on my side. And that person turned out to be Ariana Huffington, who was the keynote for that foundation oh, event wow. that I was supposed to be at. That's awesome. Uh, I remember this story yeah. actually. Yeah, I totally, it's all coming back. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't even like, oh, that was so lucky, but it was lucky. But what wasn't lucky was like I was building it for so long. Like it was now two years of just like, you know, really on the hustle to get these stories out and like to kind of share them. And, and so I showed them years of all this work. And then it, it prompted the next thing, which turned into a really successful media partnership that we launched, which reached millions and millions of people. And so it was just a very, for me, it was like, if you put this stuff together, like, you know, it's cheesy, but the alchemist I think is popular for a reason, because I think that's true. Like you, you put it out to the world and like, it's going to come back to you and, and people are going to want to support it. And it's really scary still. I'm sure as you find, like you go into, you know, your new initiatives and all the work you're doing around yoga and health and wellness and who you don't know if anyone will follow, but you know, it, you know, it should be out there. And I think it's taking that step that I've learned so much about where it's just, just do it, you know, and, and, and you'll be surprised at what kind of follows and what people, because a lot of people don't want to necessarily do that themselves, but they want to support you in, in that journey. And, and so you just have to take kind of a leap of faith. Got it. That makes sense. And, and I think it's, 
I mean, it's so true, man. Like if I do think that if you put it out there, they will come. I, I mean, I just kind of, you know, went through this yoga thing being like, I don't care. I just love this thing. This is the, like the one thing that I want to do for the rest of my life. I'm just going to do it, you know, and, and yeah, knock on wood, it's worked out. I mean, so far. <laughs> no, totally. And I like what I love about your story was like, you had to have someone sit you down and be like, why don't you just do the thing that you enjoy doing more often and you're like oh that makes sense you know it's like yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just need somebody that knows you to be like why don't you just do more of what you like doing you know you're like oh yeah about that right yeah exactly it's, it's just it's, it's funny how that works that's awesome mike well i can't uh, i can't thank you enough for for coming on the show i know we have an event coming up and it'll all be in the show notes and i'm gonna make sure that i leave your links and i mean i just can't stress enough to people that are listening this community is so important and i didn't realize i was even a part of it until afterwards and now it's it's even now i'm still like wow that it's it needs to happen Oh, well, thank you for having me. I think I'm sure you'll put this in the notes, but people want to check out the book. It's already open for pre-order. We're not going to do a big push till you and I do some neat stuff around the launch itself in January. But we, um, yeah, we have all the info on when to jump.com slash book. So check it out. And thank you, Danny, for being such an advocate. And you've just been, uh, I think a real leader, like people, people look up to you, not just for your talents in the, in the kind of studio, but, but for your philosophy and your approach to, not only the good stuff that comes with jumping, but the you know the, the tough times and the failures and the resilience. So keep yeah, doing what you're doing. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, until the next Yogi Misfit session, this is Danny and Mike saying peace out. <laughs>